Welcome back to the Austin Mortgage Report with John Schutze on Talk 1370. Have a question for John? You can reach him by calling 512-920-2891. Once again, here's John. Hey, welcome back to the show. John Schutze here. I've got John Roseberry. Good afternoon. Yeah, Good that was, I was nice trying to give you space to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm so, so shocked from our intro music being so loud in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> As we mentioned uh uh, in the last segment, uh, Kirstie Lumbar with Keller Williams is with us as well. Hey there. Thanks, Thanks. for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're so excited. And uh, I was telling the listeners earlier about uh, how we're, you know, we're, we're pumped to have you in, in the show because I know you're just a really awesome agent and you've got some, there's some strategic advantages you have, I think, that, that, uh, that we're going to hear, hear. Hopefully, you'll, you'll tell us about, be willing to share well, about how you help your buyers and sellers. You bet. Happy, yeah. happy to share. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know you don't want to like toot your own horn, but I'll toot it for okay. you. Uh, Thanks. I think you're, you're right. Good. Well, we don't yeah. want to, we don't want other agents stealing her secrets. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there yeah. Don't give that, away. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Know? Yeah. No. Okay. I, I won't put you on the spot. Yeah, I'll cut? give you some strategy yeah. within reason. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, and that's exactly right. So our our listeners can call you, call the show. We'll get you in touch, and you can give them more. But uh, let's get let's get a little let's get st- let's get it started. Uh, the phone number is five one two nine two zero ATX one. That's twenty eight ninety one. And as always, the uh, website's austinmortgagereport.com. We're on Facebook as well, Austin Mortgage Report. We uh, record the shows there. Uh, we're also iPods or I- iTunes, i everything, um, Instagram, all that stuff. So just look up Austin Mortgage Report. Uh, we'd love to uh, connect with you. And keep you updated on what's going on in the market. Uh, we talked a little earlier about how rates are still in the threes. That's uh, that's been good. I think they're going to stay there for a while. Uh, what I want to talk about this segment though is employment contracts. And and so you know when you want to buy a home and you maybe you're changing jobs, can you do it? Like like what if you haven't started your new job? Or what happens a lot of times is folks move from out of town or out of state, and they're they're moving here for a job but they haven't started yet or they want to try to buy a home before, uh, you know, they start the job. So a real common scenario would be, uh, you know, you have a family moving and they start the job on October 1st, but they want to move here, get the kids in school over the summer or something and uh, be ready to, um, you know, go ahead and buy the home maybe in September, but the job doesn't start till October 1st. Well, it used to be pretty difficult to do that, but there've been some guidelines have been relaxed uh, including FHA. FHA, it was one that you couldn't do that. Well, FHA now, they have some guidelines around uh, that allow you to buy a home up to 60 days before the start date of the new job. That'll definitely help anybody wanting to move, give you more options. Yeah. So there's some, there are some rules around it. So you do have to have an employment contract. Uh, so you have to have something in writing from the employer that's not contingent to it. It can't be temporary work or uh, it can't be, you know, you're on a... Uh, 60-day probationary period, or it can't have this kind of language that, that's kind of loosey-goosey. It's got to be just a real a standard. And, and we don't see that very often, but occasionally it comes up where there's a some sort of a trial period or something in there. So it's got to be a non-contingent employment offer. And you do have to close within 60 days of that of that of of the start date. So if, like, today, so what's today? It's, um, you know, if it's, let's say it's September 15th, well, sixty days out is roughly what November fifteenth or so. So you have to you have to be within sixty days of that start date. 
Uh, and then we have to verify employment. So we have the offer letter. We have to contact the employer and make sure that they confirm you're, you're starting that job. And then you have to have a little money in the bank too. So, you know, if you have, if you're going to close today, but you're not going to start the job for a couple months, you know, we want to see you've got a couple months of a mortgage payment sitting somewhere in savings. So, um, you know, in case you don't get paid, or you might not get paid for. Well, you know. we're also going to contact their current employer. So uh, make sure that the current employer knows you're looking for a job. And uh, you have see, an offer that's why. Right. That's why I like having you here, John, because you think of that stuff. But you're well, right. Does it matter if they're changing the type of work they're doing? Does it have to be consistent? Great question, Kiersey. Uh It 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 does. We do look for consistency. Uh, so what we're going to look at is the job duties, and are they similar? So, okay. and that's. There's, there's quite a bit of room for flexibility there, but you know, you can't, you may not be able to be like a teacher and then you're going to go be a manager like that may not, but if you're a principal and you're, I mean, there's, it just has to be similar job duties. It can't be something you're just starting a new you know, thing. So I'm trying to think of some other examples to run into. The other thing about it is it needs to be full-time work like salary or hourly, but not commission if, if, and it can be commission, but we're not going to use that portion. So we can only use base salary or base, you know, hourly wages. So when do we get a commission or bonuses, some, some loans or some leeway for all of us that are on those, this commission world, you know, all the realtors in the world, all the salespeople in the world are commission only where they, you know, they, they make good income, but because they don't have a salary, the, you know, unfortunately our industry just doesn't look at W2 yeah. income as 1099 and the same as 1099 income. Those of us who are supporting the business are getting left out in the cold. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, so the, so that's become quite a bit more flexible too. So, if you're self-employed, uh, or in some cases commissioned, uh, or if you have a, a a hefty bonus that that you rely on to live on, that that might be part of what you need to we need to document to qualify for a mortgage. Uh, more and more, we're able to qualify you using one year of of income from that. So. Two years is kind of the old standard. You have to average two years, and so as long as you've got the income, you're fine. It's it's if you start a new job, and or you know your 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 income for whatever reason is is, go, is on the up is on the uptrend, and you're making a lot of money, and so you're like, okay, now I want to buy a house based on what I'm making and what I am confident I'm going to make going forward. That's when it runs into a problem. As long as you can, the last two years, you know, we use the average of that income. That's rarely a problem. It's usually when you're on the uptrend. Or maybe you just got into the business or just started a job that's a straight commission. Um, commission and bonus is still going to generally be two years, maybe okay. a year and a half. Uh, self-employment, though, oddly enough, uh, could be as little as one calendar year. So that's a key. We say one year a lot, but it's got to be a calendar year. So okay. Because you can't have like a half a year and then uh, half, we need a full annual tax return to show what you reported to the IRS. And when you have that, uh, in, in some cases we can qualify you based on that. And so I don't want to get into the too much into detail because it depends on the loan program and, and there's some, um, it's not something I can tell you up front. Oh yeah, call me. I can qualify <laughs> one year. It's not like that, but, but oftentimes we can. But I do think that's good news because it, it was a few years ago that if there was any change at all in mm-hmm. your employment, um, you were in big trouble if you wanted to buy a house. So it's really good news to hear that there is some flexibility for people. Absolutely. Um, even though it's you know not working perfectly for myself, um, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah. But but it's great to hear because I know there were a lot of clients that I worked with in the past that if they made any change at all in their employment, they had a really hard time qualifying. Yeah. Um, even if it was an upward change. Right. So. Right. Well, and a lot of real estate is timing, right? And so you're trying to sell something and buy something and schedule movers, and 
And, and so this get, gives a lot more flexibility because, you know, again, it used to be that you might have had to have started that job or we might need a, pay st- a paycheck or, you know, before you could close, stuff like that. So you had to somehow figure out how to start the job before you moved. I mean, it was a real challenge. So, well, you know, I had some people that I closed mm-hmm. and they were, they, they were like, well, I am going to be changing jobs, but it's, I'm going to hold off on that for a few weeks after my loan right. closes. Mm-hmm. Just in case. Just in case. Now it doesn't matter. Don't tell your lender that. I wouldn't tell my lender that. <laughs> and they still had the income. And it was it was yeah. the same. It was the same job. It was the same company. They just changed yeah. position. Yeah. It's a good but they were paranoid. It, it absolutely and that makes sense. And and uh, that's good. I, I would say uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I can't advocate that. <laughs> but, well, no, but, but, no. Uh, well, of course but, not. But yeah. I mean, again, it was yeah. the same consistency. I know, no, it was I really it. a matter of just people do all the time. paperwork. They don't think. And what, what I'll tell you another thing we see is and that... And they didn't uh, tell me until after, by the way. <laughs> I got you. By the way, if you're out there and you have any questions about this, uh, give us a call, 512-920-ATX1 or 920-2891. Uh, I'll tell you what we have seen, and we've seen this very recently, uh, a couple of these in the last few months, actually, where folks go to get a mortgage, they, they're, they're approved, okay. and they then change jobs sometime between when they're approved and closing, thinking, I'm already approved, it's not a big deal. Uh, or they quit their job, uh, and they think, well, the new job's not going to start for a few weeks, but I'm going to move, or they, they just don't tell us. You know? And then what, the reason that comes up, what, what happens is, uh, regardless of the loan program, we have to verify employment. Uh, it, it's between five and 10 days, depending on the program, before closing. So we have to call the employer again right before closing and say, you know, hey, does this person still work there? It's a real simple phone call. And, <laughs> but sometimes it's like, no. <laughs> and it's like, what happened? So that kind of falls in the line of people that buy cars or yeah. trade their car in. Or, you know, it's like sometimes they'll trade a car and think, well, the payment's the same. It shouldn't matter to the lender. Well, unfortunately, we have to just, we can't leave anything to you chance. Can't. So if that happens, we have to do the same thing. We have to run a little credit update. Uh, we call It's a loan quality initiative is what it's based on it's a re- regulation we have to follow and it we have to lo- run a little credit update right before closing and so even though you might have traded the car and the payment's the same we now have to go document the specifics on that new loan and uh and get that added to your credit report which can be done it's just it might take a few hours or a half day yeah. or something and if it's the morning of closing we don't want to find that out so um, oh. just 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 tell you just talk to your lender is the main thing if you're if you're if you're thinking about so, Kirsten, you know, in, in your experience, have you had that happen to you? Well, and again, it, it wasn't anything where I felt like, again, the client had done anything that they shouldn't have. I mm-hmm. think people are just very paranoid mm-hmm. about what all of this means for them. And so, going back to the recession and how things were and that it was insane and, you know, I have a pulse and I can qualify. Or maybe you didn't have a pulse and you could qualify. To buy yeah. I mean, let's be <laughs> right. honest. Um, and then it swung so far the other direction that I think people got very concerned about what the rules were mm-hmm. and how that was going to affect them or not. Um, and so your point is well made that people need to ask the questions mm-hmm. about what may or may not factor into whether they qualify or not, or if it's going to delay closing or not. And I think that's something else that's important. I think a lot of people want things right now because of the state of the technology that we have yeah. and they want it yesterday and they want everything immediately. Um, and I always say to people, you know, do you want it smarter? Do you want it fast? Mm-hmm. because those two things rarely go together. Um, and sometimes things have to be delayed and you have to wait a second to work through the details and it would be better to do that than to enter into something you shouldn't. Oh, do you hear that? That's that, that's that expert advice sneaking yes. in there. I heard it. Yes. Well, it's, it, you're, <laughs> you're right. it's, it's, to her point, she's, you know, as part of having an agent like her is that 
she's going to negotiate for you. She knows the process. She knows the timing of the process. And if you've never bought a house especially, or if you've just bought one or two houses, the agent is there for you. That's what you're that's what they're there for, is to guide you through it, negotiate for you, and to get you the best deal, but also to make sure things are on the right timeline and to set the right expectations. Yeah. Well, and I think people are so afraid of who to trust because, um, you know, if you see something online, you generally will believe the negative stuff and not the positive stuff. Mm-hmm. Why that is, I have no idea, but people do tend to trend that direction. And unfortunately, as a result, I think they don't rely on professionals like you guys and myself mm-hmm. to ask all of the questions that they should. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're on their side. You know, we're not here to to make the process more challenging for them. We're here to make it easier for them. Yeah. And so you need all of the information. Absolutely. Wait a minute. You mean if it's on the internet, it may not be true? May not be true. <laughs> See, I am here to educate you. It's not. Right? Weird. <laughs> Wow. Well, yeah. Eye opener. It is an eye opener. <laughs> it is an eye opener. <laughs> Shocking. Well, I'm, I'm, we got to take a break, but uh, when we come back, I'd love to hear a little bit more about some of your philosophies about negotiating and, and, and kind of managing the process and For kind sure. of give us give your, your take on the market and maybe how it shifted. It sounds like I haven't ever asked you this. How long have you been in the business? Um, this is my 14th year yeah. in the business. So about, I've been around a couple of About as long as I have. Lots. So it, yeah. you, you, we saw what it was like before. We did. And, uh, and what it's like kind of now. And uh, I'd almost. I'm, I'm interested. Uh, uh, this that, these last couple of months feels more like what it used to be like. Like I think the market slowed enough that we're getting more a little bit more back into a normal, you know, process. Seems I'm not like sure. You're the, leading the witness. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting. <laughs> uh, but we'll have the advantage in that we remember what it used to be like. It you is know, helpful, isn't so, it? Some agents yeah. that have only been doing this, you know, three or four or five years, it's going to feel like, you know, something like. It's going to feel like a big slowdown. The days of drive-through real estate might be over. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so, uh, you're listening to, to the Austin Mortgage Report. John Schutze, John Roseberry. We have our special guest, Kirsty Lumbar, with Keller Williams, uh, with us today. If you have any questions about real estate or have a question for Christy, just give us a call. We'll get you guys in touch uh, in the next segment. Five one two nine two zero ATX one, or go to AustinMortgageReport.com and uh, and shoot us a note or Facebook Austin Mortgage Report. We'll be right back. Let's get started. 